This is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know not. Time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? And the Wild Guan, man. Peace and blessings, man. Well, Wild Guan, man. Porta Potty guy. What's mad? up, Sean Stone. His name is not Porta Potty Guy anymore. I know. I, know. Right? I called him Sean Stone, but it's, it is what it is. Sorry, Sean Stone. What's up, brother? Hey, it's all good, man. How, how you guys doing today, man? Everything good? We're doing good. You got a poem for us today, man? Uh, hey, yeah, man. You want me to recite a poem? Sean Stone, you were going crazy last time because you said we didn't play your poem. You were mad about it. Yeah, you, I was, you okay I was, now? You know what I mean? Nah, nah, I'm still not okay. I, I would like to cite my poem. And I heard Envy is giving away some stuff, and I'm just wondering if I could get the furniture. You know what I mean? Yeah. No problem. I'll come and get it. Why won't you, you know give I mean? it to him? Um, honestly, exactly. because he has a job and he's working. I'm, the, I'm I want to give something to somebody that has nothing. Like, I'm, I'm being honest. You you you, you have work. You working. You've been working. Uh, just because you're working, just because you're working though, doesn't mean that there's exactly. not some struggles. Right, but there's a lot exactly. of people out there that that lost their jobs during the pandemic that are not working. Yeah, I'd rather help them. I was laid out from my job, brother. I was laid out from my job. You know what I mean? For like a month. You feel me? You know what I mean? I'm you're saying I work right. hard. I hustle. You, you feel me? I, I but get if you. you have the furniture and you're giving away give the furniture, why not? You know, give something. You know what I mean? I got, a lamp. I got a lamp for you, brother. I got a lamp for you. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have nothing, that are homeless, that don't have... Do you have a bed? I recently I recently donated to Carol Horn when the, or when the lady was on the radio talking about her situation. That's dope. Me too. I didn't even have no, much to donate, but I donated... You know what I mean? Yes. Sean Stone, Stone, Stone is an essential worker. He's a sanitation exactly. worker. He works hard. You know, <laughs> I didn't say he didn't. Envy got it, and Envy came... Envy's like, yo, no, nah, you know what I mean? Not, nah, I'm just saying, like, Sean Stone has a good job. He's working sanitation. He's been working for the last six sure. weeks. There's people out there that sure. don't have a job, you, that's homeless, that's living in shelters. Give, I just want to help those people. Yo, Envy, Sean Stone, I... I heard that you uh, put on an accent to get through the lines and fool well, the people answering the phones. I don't know why these guys working against me. For what? For what? I never disrespect drama. Let me hear what accent. Let me hear what accent you did. You did to get through. Huh? Let me hear the accent. I use my. I use my accent, Jamaican accent. I know I'm Jamaican accent. You know what I mean? They said you put on a thick accent. You Jamaican. I put on a real, real thick Jamaican accent, so drama was gonna understand. You know what I mean? All right. Can I do my poem? Can I do my poem? Drama. Wow. That was foul. Drama. That was messed up. That was foul. Drama. This was the first time he was gonna get to do his poem, so he was gonna be able to finish, and you did that to him. I, you just, are I don't foul. like that he's lying to you know to our producer Dan about the cause. Let's just say who you are. 
Goodness gracious. You see that? You, you Puerto Rican guys is going to hang up on the black. We're supposed to be together. You nope, just hang up on the nope. black, brother? This isn't, this isn't a black and Puerto Rican thing. This is a Sean Stone thing. I've never heard, I never heard you hang up on a Latino. That's not true. That is so foul. Let's stop it. Hello, who's this? Hi, um, this is Alicia, and I'm from South Oklahoma. Well, get it off hey, your Alicia. chest, Mama. Hi. Oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous. Um, this is crazy that I got through. I said this a long time ago that I was going to get through. Long story short, let me get to the point. I just want to give God all the thanks for waking me up this morning. And I want to tell everybody in the world that I found my fight. You know, you have to know in order to win the battle, you got to know who you fight. And I found my fight. We ain't fighting with flesh and blood. We're fighting with the enemy. And he tried to stop me. I started a youth organization called Are You Mad? It doesn't mean Are You Mad? It's an angry. It means Are You Making a Difference? And it's a youth organization, and the enemy tried to stop me so many times. But I found my fight. And so I just want to tell everybody in the world, have a blessed day. And I find your fight. It's in you. You got it. All right, what Mama. Did God, what did God call you to do? You can do it. So Okay. Are you all right? Yes. Um, two years ago, two or three years ago, I got to a car accident. I'm 27 years old. I had to learn to walk and talk all over again. Oh, I lost wow. my mother. But they removed my left vocal cord. So this is how I was down for the rest of my life. But you know what? The enemy tried to talk, take me down because he knew what I was going to do. You know, he knew what I was going to do. He knew what was going to happen on the other side. I am here to make a difference in the world. And we go. have to start with our youth. We have to start with our youth. So he, the enemy tried, but I'm still fighting. I found my fight. Absolutely. Well, we thank well, we God. We thank you. God for Absolutely. you, and we thank God that you are still alive and you're here with us, and that you are fighting that fight with us. Yes, we. I am fighting. I'm here, so I have a youth organization. It's called Argue Bad. So I want to ask y'all, Argue Bad, are y'all making a difference? Absolutely, every day, every day, and we thank you for keeping that fight on too. Thank you. Dramos, you hung up on her too. Dramos. Oh my goodness, Dramos. Wow. She was mid The lady is telling her life and talking about oh how she's gosh. never given up and how she's been through so much and you hang up on her? Dramos, you need to be you, stopped, Dramos. You need I'm to be stopped. I'm not going to lie. You might be going to hell. Definitely going to hell. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Blind Beauty, darling. Good morning. Blind Beauty. Good morning. How Hi, are Blind you? Hi, Blind Beauty. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. How are the girls, Charlamagne? Yeah, they're really they good, actually. And they're how are you, Yee? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you feeling? Um, pretty good. I'm grateful because um, even though, like, through everything, I've still been able to pay my bills before they're due, even though, like, you know, I'm not. That's a blessing. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, how are you, uh, Envy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm okay. That's, that's good. No, I just called up because I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and I always call to promote something, and I just want to say what's up and see how y'all was doing. And, uh, Envy, um, yeah, I love your wife. Like, oh, thank I love you. you. 
No, I love it I too. Really do. And I, was, I was just sad. I hope so. I was sad um, <laughs> you guys couldn't do like the Jamaica thing. Um, yeah, the make Jamaica trip had to be postponed, but we'll we'll do it again maybe next year we'll, we'll, when all this dies down. We were excited; it's sold out. We were happy to do it, but yeah. we'll, we'll see if we could do it again. I mean, we had to cancel it because of COVID, but we'll do it again. Are you guys going to be able to do like um, another one, like in America, like a meet and greet, like a live, like in America? Or? I doubt. We're not sure. Doubt, we don't know when. I, yeah, I doubt this year. Like my wife is serious, serious yeah. about this. Like she is like. She does not play. Like, I have to get permission to leave the house. Like, everybody has to get permission to oh leave the house. God. Like, she don't play. Like, she's like, no. Like, we can't bring that back right. home. We can't bring that to our, our parents. So, right. I doubt that. Kids. Yeah. yeah she, she hasn't left the, between this house and we just purchased a home. Between those two homes, that's the only place that I she's saw been. That. Yeah, right. she don't, she don't play. And she, like, nah, she don't play. So, I doubt it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and say I love you guys. And, um... Yeah, I just love y'all. I just wanted to come and check in with y'all really quick or whatever. Love yeah. you too. Thank you for and the thanks. wellness check. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You Thank guys you have so a much, Blondie. All righty now. Hello, who's this? Charlemagne. Hey, yes, Charlemagne. Get it off your chest. What's up, cousin? Oh, saying, you saying you Charlemagne? Are you calling me? No, this is Vern Duke from Shaolin. Hey, Shaolin, what's happening? So aggressive. Yeah. Talk to Ghost Space about me. Can't tell you about that's me. My favorite, that's, my fa that's my favorite rapper of all time. Hell yeah. Yo, put your cousin now born click on, please. Are you rapping? I have no idea who that is. Who is now born click? Your cousin, Rod G. Check it out on YouTube, never, please. Never heard of him. Yo, he's rapping, he though. That's my Yo, cousin? Check it out, G, on Roop YouTube, please. Now born click. The rhythm f***ed him up. Believe it, I tell you. Listen to his beat. Yo, Ghostface would tell Ghost, Ghostface would tell me to tell you stop eating pork so early in the morning. That's the reason that you uh, are <laughs> so aggressive. Don't eat no pork. Oh. I eat no pork. Okay. I eat fish. That's it. I eat no eat fish. Eat fish. fish. Toss salads mm -hmm. and make rap ballads. Me damn skip it. do. All right. I, I do what I want to do. Definitely over fifty. Definitely on right now in a have a, have a have a blessed day, King. Yeah, he got some jean denim shorts on. Jean shorts on. Tim's. Denim, right yeah. now, no right socks. <laughs> no socks at all. Fig trying to figure out what true stick he going to take out the house today. Word. Definitely Yankees fitted. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and we are blessed this morning to have the presence of of a person I, I consider an icon, Miss Nikki Giovanni is here. Good morning, Queen. How are you? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I am blessed, black, and highly favored. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> She's got a new book out, uh, Make Make Me Rain, Poems me and rain. Prose. Like yeah. How amazing and timely is your poem about voting? Because that has been such a heavy discussion. Yeah, we, uh, well, of course, and um, I think everybody turned out and we won. And <clears throat> that's, that's, uh, that's very nice. I've got on pink today. I'm a Delta, and our colors, of course, are red and white. But uh, in honor of our new vice president, I'm, I'm wearing pink and green. <laughs> my my mother-in-law is a Delta. Good for her. See, that's why you're a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the election of Senator Kamala Harris? What, what does that mean for, for black women? I'm, I'm glad for the country, actually. Uh, I think it's good for, for all of us, but I think it, 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 it's a statement for the country. When we look at, at, 
at what black women have given to this country. And of course, I'm a big, big fan, uh, and you couldn't help but love Fannie Lou Hamer and Mrs. Hamer and her confrontation with Lyndon, uh, Lyndon Johnson in 1964, when she took the, the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party over to um, Atlantic City. And uh, it was back and forth. They testified back and forth. And finally, Lyndon Johnson came to Mrs. Hamer, as you know, and said, well, why don't you take two seats? Because they, Mississippi had four. She said, why don't I give you two seats and we'll work it out for next time. And Mrs. Hamer looked at me and said, we didn't come here for no two seats. And I've always loved her for that. So mm-hmm. seeing where we are right now, I'm, I'm sorry that Miss Hamer is not here. I know that, that it would just absolutely please her. But I know that as, as a, a black woman, having watched things like Mrs. Hamer, I, I know that uh, I will always vote. And I was glad to see that our vote, the black vote, was, was such a big turnout. Another poem that I like that you have that I appreciate is Raise Your Hand in Favor of Immigrants. And I thought that was so well said. So tell me, like, I like to know, just because you are so inspirational, like, when you wrote this, was there something in particular? Were you watching the news? Like, what inspired you when you did raise your hand in favor of immigrants? I thought, yeah, everybody's been complaining. These people are taking my job. Well, if you want one of those jobs, raise your hand. Right. Which, which job are you want? Raise your hand. Let, let, me, let me see who wants the job. They're working to take care of their children. They're working to see to it that their children go. And, and again, uh, Harris is so important here, that their children go to school. They're doing the dirty jobs that nobody wants to do. And what I really want to know, uh, and I'm, I'm going to call uh, later on this afternoon, I know a commissioner in D.C., I want to know how many people who worked in the White House died. Now, I know that, that Trump didn't die, which was, you know, one of the unfortunate things. I, I can see that uh, that, that woman uh, that he's married to didn't die. That half-wit that he has a son, uh, was in Baron or something, didn't die. But I can't believe that, that the COVID has been going around the White House the way that it has. And the people who are cleaning, who are changing the bed every day, who are fluffing the pillow every day, I don't believe that they did not have the COVID and that some of them haven't died. Now, now Ms. Giovanni, I want to make sure I heard you right. You said it's unfortunate that, that Donald Trump didn't die? Yes, it, it, I thought it was great, greatly unfortunate. Uh-huh. You didn't? <laughs> so you, you, want him to, you wanted him to pass away? Well, of course. It, it would have saved a lot of trouble that's going to come up. If I had been a Jew in Germany, I would have prayed that Hitler died. Of course, you want Trump to die because he's gonna he's gonna cause a lot of a lot of problems. He's already fired the national security uh, director. But how many people would be saved if right now, if 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 uh, Trump dropped dead? See, that's that's not something we know. We do know. No, I'm serious. We do know. If and go back to Hitler because Hitler's the easy one. How many people? How many? Jewish people, they were like six million Jewish people. But then we had the soldiers. I don't know if your mothers and fathers fought in World War II, but your grandparents probably did. How many soldiers had to die so that we could get rid of this guy? Think about it. Now I'm with you. I just, you know, I just, I don't like to wish death on people, but I can understand your perspective. I'm just saying for for the, you know, it's not personal, but I see that these people don't mind putting their their knee on 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 uh, George Floyd's de- uh, neck. They don't mind shooting Brianna uh, uh, Taylor in her own bed in her own house. They don't mind shooting a 14-year-old boy in the back who was unarmed. 
And then they want to get mad because I say something like, oh, well, yeah, it'd be really good for him to drop dead. (laughs) This sounds like an energy of any poem to me already, just even you speaking these words. Yeah, I can hear it. Drop Dead by Nikki Giovanni. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) All right, we have more with Nikki Giovanni. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nikki Giovanni. Charlemagne? I, I watch your conversation with James Baldwin quite often. <laughs> and, and, Thank and, you. And, and, and there's so many gems that were in that conversation. Like, like you talk about the language of love. What is the language of love to you? Right now, you and I, you're, you're like my son right now. But this is the language of love. We're, we're honestly engaging in each other. We're honestly sharing with our community and whoever else wants to listen. We're not closing. We're not, as I said earlier, I don't lock the door and we're not cutting off any communication here. Anybody wants to tune in can tune in. That's the language of love. We are communicating and we are trying to help each other get through it because it's still not going to be easy. Yeah, I don't know if you know or not, but there was such <clears throat> a discussion around your conversation with James Baldwin, you know, especially the part where you said you want a man you basically told him, lie to me the way you lied to the white man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I will always remember Jimmy's face when I said that. Mm-hmm. Because he, he just went like, oh, because he hadn't thought about it that way. Because Jimmy knew that they do, we do, lie to people who hate us. Mm-hmm. We smile at them in the morning. We do lie to the people who hate us. So if it's going to be a lie, lie to me. I'm the one trying to make you understand I, I'm, I, I love you. I'm the one trying to have a meal for you. You know, it's fascinating when you look at history, and I, I love history. It's fascinating when you look at the enslaved woman who got up before dawn and put on some food. One of the reasons that I and many other Southerners love food that cooks all day is that we got used to it from our grandmothers, and they got used to it from their grandmothers. But she would put a pot on and a fire she would then go out into the field with him. They would work all day, and when they came on, they would be came home in this little shack. And you've seen slave shacks. You've seen what they what they gave for for black people to live in. But they would have food that was warm that she had cooked that they would eat, and that was love. Mm-hmm. And and I I think that we have to recognize the love that we gave. And of course, let me let me be real clear about that. Black men loved and still do black women. We don't have any history of black men beating black women during slavery. We don't have any history of that. So when did you learn it? Learned it from your oppressor. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to do this again because I do want to do a whole topic on love. I have to go catch a flight. Yeah, so. I, you, you can step by. I, I, I got to ask her a couple more questions. I don't know when we're going to have Nikki Giovanni on. Okay. Because you have a quote that I love. And I wish in this era of cancel culture, more people would adopt it. You say mistakes are a fact of life. It is the response to the era that counts. Could you, could you expound on that? Oh, no, that, that's quite true. People get upset when they, when they get upset if they have the wrong boyfriend or girlfriend. They get upset if they don't get the job they thought. People get upset because they think that life should be smooth. And we all are going to make mistakes. There's a reason pencils have erasers. And one of the things that I am a, a firm believer in, and it's why I don't read my own, I don't read, I seldom, I shouldn't say I don't, but very seldom read my old poetry. It's because I don't 
I, I don't mind contradicting myself. And I would say that I, I teach at, at uh, here at Virginia Tech. And one of the things I, I, I try to tell my students is don't involve yourself too much in your early writing. Because if you do, you'll try not to contradict yourself. If you won't contradict yourself, you won't grow. Ooh. And one of the uh, sad things, and, and I knew I had the, the pleasure of knowing that she was my sorority sister, Aretha Franklin, but I also, I looked at, at a young um, Michael Jackson. I didn't know, I knew Michael, but not like we weren't friends. And what he did as a singer, what she did actually as a singer, what Prince did as a singer, is they kept singing the same song. And if you're singing the same song, eventually it wears you down. So we know that Prince, I'm sure you know that Prince, was not, for example, a drug addict. Prince died because he had pills because of the pain. He was trying to dance. He was trying to put on high heel shoes and dance because he thought that's what people wanted. Mm. And of course, whether that's what people wanted or not, leave the door open and go out and do because he's a great musician. It's a shame that we lost him because he wanted to be something that he had been finished with. Man, it was such a pleasure. You know, everything you're saying is amazing, and um, it gives me such a better understanding of myself. And that's what a, a wise woman once said. If you don't understand yourself, you don't understand anyone else. And that wise woman was Miss Nikki Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> so thank well, you. Go, go pick up the book, Make Me Rain, Poems and Prose. Miss Giovanni, it was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess we it up. We got Nisha on the line. Nisha, good morning. Good morning. How you doing this morning, Nisha? I'm doing okay. I'm hoping you guys can help me out. Okay, now who do you want to shoot your shot with? His name is Andre. Okay, tell us about Andre. He's a really sweet dude. He's um, my big brother's one of his best friends, so I've known him since I was like a girl. He's always just been really cute, and um, we started hooking up like a couple of months ago, and um, now I want to, like, tell my brother. We've been doing it on a super low low, and I want to tell my brother so we can, like, be together. So you want to tell your brother that his friend been smashing? I want to tell my, well, I mean, yeah, but I want to tell my brother that we're going to be together. Okay, so that you want this to be your man. So have y'all discussed this? I mean, you know how sometimes you don't need to, what, what's, what doesn't need to be said doesn't need to be said, you know, like, we don't have to talk about that. I know he wants to be with me. Oh, let, me let me make sure I'm clear. Friend. It's your brother's best friend. Mm-hmm. And you've been smashing your brother's best friend. That's not going to turn out right. How old, is, how old is your brother's best friend? How old do you? Are you the little sister? I'm the little sister. Yeah. Oh, wow. They, now, it's going to be a little fight. Oh, you smashing grown, my little sister. She's grown. Nope. So, <clears throat> let me, so do y'all like go on dates, or is it just a y'all smash sometimes thing? We go out when, when, you know, time allows. I'm a nurse, so sometimes I work, uh, you know, all day, all night. But, um, you yeah, know, we go out and... You and guys talk on the phone, night. y'all FaceTime and all that? Sometimes, yeah, and he texts a lot. Does he text you, good morning, Bay? I miss you, thinking of you? <laughs> of course. Okay. Yeah, I don't, know, you, I don't know how this is going to work, man. Yeah, are, are you prepared to, for your brother to tell you that this guy has been smashing a whole bunch of other chicks and you just another one in the long line? True. Or maybe he's a I, good guy and he would love for his sister to be with his good friend. I'm going with that. All okay. right, well, let's see what happens. Well, hope for the best. There's only one way to find out. And is your brother big? Because if not, he, I'm sure he's going to beat the hell out of this guy. <laughs> 
they've been friends for a long time. I don't think there's going to be any problems. Well, the yeah. moral of shoot your shot is hope for the best, what's for the worst, because the worst always leads for better ratings for us. Now we have Nisha on the line. Now, Nisha, we're about to call Andre now, so let's call him. Hey, Andre, this is Nisha. What up? Um, I wanted to call and, and talk to you about something that has been on my mind for a minute. Oh, boy. What's me, my boy? What's up? <laughs> I think it's time that we tell my brother that, you know, we together. We're together? What you, what you mean, we're together? What you, what you mean, we're together? Well, we're not together now because we're on the low. Like, you act like you're scared. You don't want to tell my brother what we've been doing, and I'm like, forget it. Like, let's just tell him, tell the family so we can be together. See, now this is why I didn't even want to go down this rabbit hole with you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, what? just because we messing around don't mean we together. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I know we're not together now. Yeah, but see, when we first started messing around, one of the first things we said was we wasn't going to, you know, no feelings involved. You know, we just having fun. You know, that's why I don't understand where you calling me with this all out of left field right now. This how you treat a woman that you don't have any feelings for? Listen, it's just, we just having fun, babe. I don't understand, you know, of mm. course I care for you. You know, you're my friend, you know? I definitely care for you, but, you know, all of that relationship stuff, I'm not trying to hear that. And I'm definitely not trying to tell this dude or the family, or anybody else, you know? What we do is between us, boo. Nope, you know? not anymore. Okay, it's between you going... and the whole Breakfast Club listening audience. Nisha, up, this man? isn't going too well. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy, bro. Now, you said you didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you didn't go down a rabbit hole. You went down your friend's sister's kitty cat hole. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Now you got me, now you got me on... The radio? Like, are you serious? That's what you get for messing with Lil' Sis. I can't believe you right now. That's right. I can't believe you. Completely brand You got me on the the breakfast club? Like, everybody listens to this yeah, yeah. All right, so, so Andre, you're being honest, though. You guys are just sleeping around. You don't want to be with her. Uh, no, I don't want No, nah, I'm not trying to do all of that. I mean, Damn. Nisha, he's honest with you. You know, it's now up to you no, if you decide. No, I mean, listen, you, you got to stop playing. If you don't want a girl to think that you don't want to be with her, then you got to stop doing the stuff that you do. You treat me mad and nice. You got me here, kick. Mm. Well, he should still treat you nice, oh, Nisha. Wait, wait, wait. You. So he eat the butt? What? Oh, yeah. I mean, you mean you going around, you just eating mad booty? You just wow. eating ass everywhere you go? You eat all your friend's sister's ass? <laughs> Stop it. Huh? Andre? You're a cereal ass eater? <laughs> Andre, you a cereal sister ass eater? <laughs> she ate me first. That's what oh. Wow. Okay, this is Nisha, you well. ass eater too, okay. And it was tickle, warm tickle down. There. All right, so y'all did a 69 in the b- Yeah, it sounds like y'all belong together if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, but instead of trying to disrespect each other, I guess what it is, Nisha, he don't want to be with you like that. So if you still want to continue to mess with him because he treats you nice, that's on you. But just know it's not a relationship. Well, he might not want to be with me, but he's going to have to tell my brother something because I'm pregnant. Are you really pregnant? Yeah, I I'm, really am. I'm uh, taking my ball and going home. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Andre. I don't know if I believe it because women, sometimes women do one or two things in this situation. They either say they're pregnant or they say you raped them. I, I don't I don't think it's mine. I don't think it's mine. What? Oh, that's not the way to go. You think she's a hoe? Yeah, I don't think Are it's mine. Are you kidding me? 
No, we're just having fun. And I don't know what you out there doing now. You're talking about you pregnant and this and that. Did fun include fun. condoms? Listen, Listen, well, that's what oh, this yeah. little baby's going to be named. It's going to be named Fun then because that's what happened. <laughs> you know what? Was Andre wearing condoms, Nisha? Yes. N- not all the time. Oh, we all... No, all the time. All the time. All right. Well, let, oh, well, guys, I think you guys need to handle this one. This was a little too far yeah. out of our tax bracket. Yeah, Andre, I hope that uh, you enjoyed your little fun because now you're about to have a little fun on the way, okay? Oh, my she gosh. She said that's what you going to name her. Next thing she's going to be saying is you. It's yours, Charlamagne. Stop no, it. Don't be disrespectful. That might be your child's mother. Are you going to tell Andre now? I mean, Andre, are you going to tell her brother now? No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. That's not my, she's not pregnant, you know, and she's crazy, you know, anything. She calling up here at a radio station to do this and that. She's crazy. Man. Did you guys have Did you guys have unprotected club. sex? No. She just said sometimes. She said yes. He said no. She listen. She uh, even look, man. Get him, Nisha. Get his ass. Literally. I mean, there's nothing for <laughs> me to even say. I mean, he out here obviously in the street just doing all types of stuff dirty. He's gonna get what comes to him. But that's fine. That has nothing to do with anything. You don't want to tell my brother? Fine. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna also tell him I'm pregnant. So either way, you're going to have to deal with it. All right. Well, well, guys. This... I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I can't do this with you because I got a girl. You know what I mean? My Ooh. girl's going to be a pet. Oh, my goodness. Well, you should have thought about that, Andre, you before you decided that, not to be a, a member of the faithful male community. Okay? So, Andre, basically, you've been cheating on your girlfriend, and you didn't even let her know you had a girlfriend. So now this happens. Uh-huh. Well, we was messing around before I got a girlfriend. So, you know, wow. it's not really cheating, I don't think. Oh, but but you still was messing with her. Even after you, that's still cheating. You had a girlfriend. My goodness. So now what you, no, because what he's saying is he's cheating on me with this chick. No, well, no, you're not no. His girlfriend. I'm his girl. No, you're not my girl. Whoa. You're acting crazy again. You know what, guys? You know, I'm sorry this didn't work out the way it was supposed to. Uh, Nisha, good luck with the baby. Andre, uh, support your kid. Keep All us right? updated, though. Yeah, Nisha, call us after you had the baby. Okay. All right. That didn't go well. Not at all. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We got a special guest in the building no, this no, morning. No, 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 no. You say special guests all the time. This is <laughs> We got something different. Special, legendary, okay. you know, iconic. Okay. You know, all that. You got to keep going then. Uh, Sir Carter from Brooklyn. Like all right. Young Hove. Yeah. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Good What's morning, up? sir. What's happening? We Welcome. Were, we were taking yeah. bets on how you were going to arrive. Was it going to be a chariot, white horse? Were you going to float in like Prince? Like, mm-hmm. Or yeah. were you going to arrive at peck, all? I, I was on uh, Pekka's back. Pekka's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. No matter what happens in here, just don't get Charlemagne fired. There was rumors that you got Charlemagne fired one time. We just don't want him fired. Oh, gosh. Uh, listen, my last name is Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm cool over here. All right, side. just making sure. Now, I'm a Cowboy fanatic, too. They always give me flack because they say I'm from South Carolina, so I shouldn't root from the Cowboys. How do you do it being from New York? And, you know, you got the Giants and the Jets. How can you be a Cowboys fan in this city? I grew up, my pop, it's really my pop fault, you know. That's you know, his he grew same up, here. He grew up in, yeah, that, that era. That that era, those guys who, you know, wanted that that whole Cowboy lifestyle. Was, all those guys was on coke, you know. <laughs> my pops was definitely on coke. Guys, I got the whole thing pegged. I could give you the whole profile. <laughs> Did you have an afro? Yeah, absolutely. We had an afro. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But I bet your dad didn't taste man. somebody at the Cowboys-Jets game like Charlamagne's dad that was my father. He's a real he fanatic. Taste. He yeah. tased somebody at Remember the game. Remember last year, first game, Cowboys-Jets at uh, MetLife Stadium. 
like in this, this yes, yes. Like recently, last year, from last South Carolina, year. he didn't know. He, didn't yeah. he got day. arrested. Nah, yeah. He let him in with it. He got into a fight with some Jets He's fans. Serious. He's a Cowboys guy. <laughs> I definitely wanted to put that on the profile, but yeah, that, that, <laughs> that type of uh, that type of fan in um, my pop's team. So I couldn't like you know I had to watch it growing up. I was shocked at one thing on Twitter when you said that Magna Carta Holy Grail you thought was fighting for fourth place as far as best albums. I mean, only fourth place, but I mean, fighting for that three, you got to fight Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, mm -hmm. and the Black Album. That's that's just hard. Is that the order you put it in? Reasonable Doubt first? Reasonable Doubt, well, yeah, it's the first album I made because, you know, that that's the joint I took my whole life to make. Reasonable mm -hmm. Doubt, then Blueprint, then the Black Album. But sometimes I switch to Blueprint and the Black Album. Don't don't tell nobody. Is it hard, though, because you're competing against yourself? You know, you can't compare. To me, you can't compare you know, Holy Grail to Reasonable Doubt or the Blueprint because it was different times in your life. True. That's part of the reason why I put it forth. It's very difficult to, like, recreate those times. Those times was like, obviously, you can't bring those times back. But just for it to be so high is, says mm -hmm. what I think about it. What's the inspiration? Because I know you used to say Big was in, inspired you to, to spit and Nas. But I, it's, do you get inspired by artists now? The era I grew up in is like Biggie, Nas, you know, well, mm -hmm. Tupac. It's, it's very difficult to compare to those, to those guys, you know. I'm inspired by the, my previous work. Mm -hmm. So that's I have to measure myself against that, and because a lot of the music to me, it doesn't. I know it makes you sound like an old head, make me sound like an old, head, but it just don't sound the same. It don't feel the same. That's nah, good music. It's just hard. It's just you gotta you gotta mind for it. But that's what happened, you know. When when anything's successful, like people were rapping because they loved the rap, mm -hmm. and then it became this business, this multi-billion-dollar business. So people that didn't even care to rap was like. I'm gonna figure out how to get some money in this. So mm -hmm. you had people who could rap a little bit and, and saw it as a hustle. Then you had guys, CEOs rapping. You know, this is no no disrespect to anyone. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, you had people rapping like, "Yo, you should rap." Like uh, Big Toe Puff, you should rap. Mm -hmm. Right. Puff wasn't a rapper. Mm -hmm. You know, he was Puff. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So and he sold seven million records. Mm -hmm. He may be more by now. You know, with the catalog, but he sold seven million records of No Way Out. He never rapped before. Right. So when people see that, they emulate that. So now you got all kind of CEOs rapping, and now you have I'm a CEO rapping. Mm -hmm. So um, it's flooded with guys who aren't rappers. So mm -hmm. you just gotta mine it, and you got you'll find good music still. It's just more difficult so, to find. So Puff F the game up is what you're saying for lyricists. Nah. That's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got out of that. <laughs> what, what artists of yours that you signed are you most uh -huh. proud of? Because you're responsible for a lot of careers out there. Wow. You have to say Kanye West, the most successful at this stage of his career. And his growth and the, pro and the progress that he's made is like... It's unbelievable, you know. Like when we, he first came in, it was he wasn't the, the uh, artist that he is today, you know. But he always aspired to be. From that moment, like from the moment he walked through the door, when he was just the producer, not just the producer. When he was the producer, you know, he had it in his eyes. He was saying stuff like, you know, I am the savior of Chicago, and I was like, what are you even talking about? You don't even have a single. <laughs> but he proved to be prophetic in that way. What did you think of Ye's uh, album, the last album, Jesus? I liked it. Like, nah, come on, Hov. It's the last time. Out of 10 records, I give him four. That's a good, that's like 40% of a record. That's pretty good, man. But he's got an amazing catalog, though. Like, he, he, he should never put out anything that people even consider his subpar. Jesus. But some people love that album. You know, yeah. it's, just a, it's, it's polarizing, and that's what great art is. It's polarizing. Some people love it. You know, it, it, it forced you to have an opinion. Like, 
you know, at least you're not like wishy-washy about it. You know, it forced you to have an opinion, which is good. And I think it's needed. You mm. know, it's, it's needed because what tends to happen is someone has to experiment and go do it first. And then artists will sit back and watch it and be like, okay, I like this. I don't like that. Mm. You know, I like this part. And they'll perfect the methods. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it all pushes the genre forward. Which is good, and that's what he does. He's um, he's like the cowboy, you know. He runs over the hill, and then, you know, all the Indians <laughs> hit him with the with his arrows, and then he comes back like, yo, it's a lot of them over there. <laughs> and then we go over there and conquer. What's your reaction whenever you hear him, like, denounce corporations, being that you are such a corporate entity yourself? You know, I think all, you know, as an individual, I respect that. It's what he chooses to do. Me, myself, I can operate in that venue. I can operate, you know, I can walk that line between putting out great art and, you know, getting paid for my art. I'm not I'm not one of those that they could talk to and be like, you're, you're an artist, you shouldn't have money. Like, mm-hmm. that's the gas. They hit you with, yeah, I don't want any money. I want to be a pure artist, and I don't want to uh, have the music business. If, if that's the case, you should, any artist, any artist, not Kanye West, any artist, they should just record in their basement and never into the music business. I feel like people consume music too fast because you create these amazing moments, but then the moment is fleeting. As soon as you put the album out, it's like people are on it for a few days, then, okay, uh, J. Cole came out, Wale comes out the next week. Wale's out, now Hov's out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, the time that we in, right, we we have to figure out, I mean, it's up to the individual how, to figure out how to slow it down because, you know, it's just going faster and faster. Everything is moving, you right. know, quicker. You know, information is going quicker. Uh, you know, it's, again, like you said, it, you know, these these great things are fleeting. They're going faster and faster. And, and, and it's up to the individual to slow it down and be like, okay, I'm living with this album. This is what I choose to ride to. This is going to be the soundtrack to my life for these next couple months. Or the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that's, yeah. that's an individual thing. I'm not going to let anybody speed up my process. I don't care what's happening. Out there that's 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 the great thing about you know having ultimate confidence in yourself is it doesn't matter what's happening i don't care what's happened i don't care what you're on or this person's on this is what i like tailor made for me you ever got to watch your lyrics because you know things you say people take literally like i remember watching the press conference at the white house and they're quoting jay-z lyrics about something that you said you ever be like man maybe i shouldn't have said that Nah, I'm an artist. I I, I have the, the creative license to say whatever whatever I feel at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I find things funny, like you know the, the Obama thing. Obama said, "Chill." Yeah, the irony in that, mm-hmm. the fact that people really believed that and really was like, "You lied." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, know, you, you do say you said hashtag facts only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with irony, you gotta have some irony in music. You know. Now, age old hood question. I always say that you put too much pressure on Bleak. Because early in his career, you said he was going to be the new, improved Jay-Z. And he was good, but everybody was waiting on him to be that. So you feel like you yeah. might have kind of, you know... Yeah, it's just a little brother, like almost a little brother syndrome. He had, it, he had it more so than anybody because he really grew up with me. He really grew up in, you know, on the third floor in the same projects from me. So he really had it. He had my shadow on him, uh... You know the whole time so whether i said those things or not it was just there you know me saying those things was actually trying to deflect them you know trying mm-hmm. to deflect some of it away from them. i wasn't trying to put more on them it was just like the elephant in the room you walk in the room like everybody's thinking you know that's the you know that's the next guy it's just natural and i never saw you do that with any of your other artists afterwards so i wonder if that was something you said you know what i'm not gonna ever do that again. yeah he was just again he was just one of a kind like he gotcha. really was from the, like you know, Val, his mother, I used to go in there and like, Val, open the door and drag him out the house. Gotcha. You know, so. 
he was a unique guy. Nice and focus. he's always been yeah. very loyal to you. Very. Yeah, like, yeah, to this day, still. Yeah, Bleak is an amazing soul. He's an incredible person. Oh, I always say people don't... He, you know, you don't you know how credit. much pressure people putting on him. You Absolutely. I mean? You should have $100 million. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic things. But. Bleak gets busy in the street. He'll come see you, too, if you say the wrong thing. He'll definitely come see you. I don't, I, I, not of recent, but... Yo, don't pump it, Bleak up. Man. He'll definitely come see you. He'll definitely <laughs> come see you. Okay, question as a fan. Is it ever awkward when you're in a room with Nas? Cause that ether takeover beef with y'all wasn't light. It was yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, it was. It was a time. It was a moment in time. It was a great moment for hip hop. But for us, you know, we really have a good relationship. We laugh. We don't even. That thing is so far past. And and I understand why. Even today, I, that mm -hmm. thing is eleven years old, maybe mm -hmm. longer. And like people still fascinated with it, but it, it's so far removed. It's so far in the background that it's. That nah, we're not we're not awkward around each other at all. For both of you, it's not like okay, now this guy just destroyed me because that happens sometimes with beef. But you guys both were successful still after that. You even more so. so. Yeah, you heard a lot of careers. So that's what she wants to say. You know, rap is competitive. You know, it's a competitive sport. Each time I went out, I put my I put my my career on the line as well. You know, mm -hmm. like that could have happened to me. You, you know, heard prodigy. And everybody <laughs> wanted mm -hmm. it to happen. Like yeah. <laughs> They did. It was it, it was a time where it was like, please, please let mm -hmm. this guy go away. That's just the nature of rap. It's, it's competitive, and, you know, every time you go out there, you're putting your career on the line. Would you ever do a King of New York album with Nas? Like how you, you and Ye did Watch the Throne? Not, not probably, not at this point. You know, like any other collaboration album would have to be with uh, Kanye because, you know, there's chemistry there and mm -hmm. we already know how we work. And I don't really have the time to really, like, just figure out those situations and how a person works. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do, especially if you're going to make something great. The hardest thing ever was, you know, going through those R. Kelly albums. It's just, you just never know how the situation's going to turn out. It's, a, it's an X factor that you mm -hmm. can't even calculate in your mind that you know, can can happen at any moment. That you'd be like in the hotel, ready to make an announcement. It's like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Mm -hmm. Tata, you know? get the peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. We had we had Jada kiss up here, and uh, we were talking about when it comes to trying to get you on the phone or trying curve, to get something. Curve, to curve, he says spin. No, he says spin. spin. That's spin. the word. Spin. Yeah, you're, you're the master spinner. You're the master you spinner. Spin people. Sounds like me. <laughs> but he said Sounds at least like you real talk to me. At least you do answer his calls, though. You know yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah. Kiss can get me on the phone anytime. You hear a lot of New York artists complain about the state of New York hip hop. You are a New York artist. Over the years, have you looked at New York and said, what's going on with, with, with our city, musically? Uh, yeah, but that's just a thing. That's just the way music moves. You know, it was out out west, mm -hmm. out down south, or, you know, whatever. That's, that's the way it moves. Complaining does nothing. Make music. Make some great music, and that's the end of it. I don't even know what to say. You know, hoes like I'm too busy winning the war here. They complain. So I don't. Know. <laughs> no, I just don't care about it. It's it's like it's almost like a loser's mentality. It's like right. everyone's so spoiled. Like right. it's it's <clears throat> like you know, uh, uh, he won't let me shine. I even heard someone say like, "Yo, why is Jay won't let Kanye?" I'm like, "Let Kanye. Kanye's Kanye. He's mm -hmm. gonna he's gonna he's gonna do what he does. That's a loser's mentality." When we would gonna sound like one of my, one of those rappers when we were coming up <laughs> you know my albums came out with outcast lauren mm -hmm. q-tip all of them in one week mm -hmm. you know everybody did good mm -hmm. you know look at look at the chart now it's it's wale number one because shameless plug okay. rock nation managed artist j cole which mm -hmm. probably go to number one next week for the first time ever but he'll go to next number one 
Rock Nation and it's Kanye. Everyone's flourishing. You gotta be out. You gotta be able to compete. Still mm-hmm. sharp and still. You gotta get out there and you gotta earn your spot. It's not given. It's such a uh, uh, spoil you brat loses mentality mm-hmm. that's it's 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 annoying now, has fatherhood changed well, you at all uh as far as lyrics yeah as that, far was, as that was in, as far that as lyrics was, right terrible yeah, no, <laughs> you just threw me off like, terrible you broke off you like my show <laughs> <laughs> all I'm thinking yeah, right now is Similac yeah. right now I got a yeah. newborn all I'm thinking is Similac and Pampers right now yeah I mean absolutely you know how is Jay as a dad I hope I'm great, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm learning. Again, it's, it's, it's a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. And changed me in a way that just knowing what's important. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a pretty good sense of that. But it just reaffirmed all the things that I I believed I knew. Now, how were you with, with you know, the reason I'm asking because I'm, I'm going through now. So how were you with every two hours the baby getting up and changing pampers and similar? Nah, like, I got you... an army, man. Like, <laughs> you ain't do that that? I mean, of course, but oh, right. I, like, come on, man. It's hard, man. It's difficult. Right. It's difficult. Can I ask you yeah. a question? Um, the first thing I thought when I heard about I'm the I'm here rock, to be asked questions. The Rock Nation Sports. <laughs> do you have to give up your seats at the Barclays Center? No. So told to y'all that in the, the, the open letter. That part was true. Okay, I just want to make sure. Because you I'm know what? I'm still on the building. I'm still No, because I used to be able to go to the Nets games and sit in your seats because yeah, you never nah, used to go good. to those. Don't worry and, about and, it. This is a selfish question. Yeah, this is a You just want to make this sure is, this is, is. what question is that? This, this question is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you good. All right, I'm going to write you in four games a year. Now, for you moving into sports management, does it feel to you like a lot of people don't want you to succeed? Because they're saying that's a really tough business. There's a lot of agents that feel like, well, what does Jay-Z know? about sports management and he hasn't done this and he hasn't done that yeah but they have that belief that they go you can only do one thing you know we 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 don't we don't have that we don't we're not inflicted with that disease mm-hmm. you know i i can walk and chew gum you know <laughs> it's it's like it's it's insane to even say that what does he know about sports it's like uh everything more than you you know <laughs> and as far as business they those guys have been sitting around just doing the typical thing right they mm-hmm. get the, the athlete they get them knock on the same doors they go to nike you know they do the contract and they sit back they right. do anything else right. so they've been sitting around for 20 30 years just not doing anything same formula yeah so me coming they that's a problem for them because now they have to go to work now they have to wake up now they have to do things so they don't want me to they don't want me around because now they have to they have to do something for these athletes. They don't even care about that. That's why those guys go broke in four years. It's like a shame. Right. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's the average is three to four years. We're talking about guys who signing for ninety million, eighty six million dollars are broke in four years. That's terrible mm-hmm. money management. Mm-hmm. But cause these guys don't care. They just taking the whatever is gonna get them a check and they're not even worrying about all that. We're doing all of that. Yeah, that's you know, been an ongoing problem with sports, with athletes yeah. going broke. Artists Anything as well, but too. Check. But then you have people yeah. who will say, what does Jay-Z know about money? Y- yeah, right. No way to say that. People always say, if if Biggie had in the past, Hov wouldn't be here. I know you've heard that before. That's just that's ridiculous, right? That's that's. I mean, I was here while Biggie was here, you know? Major, um, well, some people say you made your best material when he was here. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think just just us again. Like I said, still sharp and still the way we were working and the album that we were going to create together would have only made me better, um, you know, as a lyricist. So, and it, and it's just like you, you know, that's that's God's plan. You know, this God's plan. It's just like saying Biggie wouldn't be here if you know Rakim had if Rakim had been on the. 
faith remix. So like, it's like, like it's like you can make up any scenario in your mind why a person shouldn't be here, or a person wouldn't uh, uh, attain the success that they have. But I, I, I personally don't believe anybody could could stop me. I, I really that's just how I believe. And it was gonna be. I was coming. Or I, I was destined to be here, and it just it just is what it is. Why people can't give you that though? Why why is it, it you got to be something else? Oh, big. If Big was here, it wouldn't be like that. He's an Illuminati. Why can't you just be good and successful nowadays? Uh, that's a very philosophical question because you have, you know, you have to. I can only assume, right? I can only assume because I don't know the answer to that. Except that, you know, sometimes people's success, you know, make people feel. Instead of saying, "Wow, that person's successful," and uh, I'm, I'm inspired. Well, some people are. Some people are like that person's successful. I'm, a, I'm a striving. I'm gonna be exactly where they are. And some people are just like. They got the reverse attitude, like their success means my failure. So I hate that success. So I have to, I have to make some kind of explanation of why they're here and why they shouldn't be here and then why they wouldn't be here if this person was here. Who thinks like that? If you take that black long people. to think, if you take that long, it's not really, just black. That, that is, it's more so in hip hop, black if you, culture. If you anything. take that long to think about someone why they sh- shouldn't be here, then. You're good, mm-hmm. and you should be doing something with that intelligence. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You should apply that intelligence to something else. Absolutely. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Can we clear up another bet? Uh, these two were arguing about who knew Jay the longest. Wait. Who too? Angela Yee and DJ Envy. Okay. Nah, I definitely knew Envy before Angie. I, I, I told him I knew him before Mary J. Blige was on the hook to um, yeah, Can yeah. I Hustle when it was yeah. that wax. Yeah. No, no, I think I knew he you said longer. she used to help y'all bag up in, in an apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, when I knew you. Yeah. 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 I should have bought that tape in because when I first Uh-oh. met you, you were giving out cassettes of Dead President's single. Yeah, that was Palladium. too late by then. I had to record the album first. Mm-hmm. It was a single though. It wasn't a whole album. It was just a no. Cassette. But I'm saying I had to record it. He was he was there first. I'm gonna just give him that. Okay, right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shortly thereafter. That's when he was a uh, DJ Shrimp. I was definitely DJ Shrimp around that time. <laughs> now, do you ever feel sorry for Damien Dash, man? Whenever you hear about like his financial problems and things like that. Dame, Dame's a hustler. Dame will figure it out. Like Dame, very smart guy. He'll figure it out. He was. Definitely playing your your album and on Instagram. Yeah, like, did you see that video? Sweet. Nah, I didn't see it. He was in the barbershop, bobbing his head crazy to it. He said he liked it. He said he felt like uh, he was a part of that. And he knows you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know what people got to understand. Nothing gonna change the way I feel about Damon. You know, no matter not no time or space, no separation or anything. I got love for Damon Dash the same way as I did before. We I don't know if we can be around each other in that in that way because times have changed and you know he may be a totally different person i know i'm a different person mm-hmm. um but nothing can erase that era and the things that we you know those times and those memories and those fights that we had you know to get rockefeller where it was it just is what it is nothing's gonna change that you know there'll be some you know minor things in the middle that mm-hmm. that are getting away but those things go away and then the relationship remains and those memories remain that's we we did something great we built something that is going to be here forever. That's going to be talked about forever. There, there will always be, you know, uh, love there. What was your worst signing at Rockefeller? The worst person oh. like that just didn't. Uh, Mill. Rockefeller. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, I don't want to say Mill. It, Mill album. You should listen to it. It wasn't that I bad. Did. You, it's good. Uh, you had a reggaeton era as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was you really responsible for that or was that more than? I'm not going to put nobody on. Take that one. That didn't seem like old. Take that one. That didn't seem like old. that one for the team. Old dirty signing didn't seem like old. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take all that for the team. Then what was the worst signing here? He don't want to throw You was talking about how Emil was your worst signing. somebody that didn't fit. There's somebody that didn't fit. Uh, let me think about that. And what was the the artist you passed upon that you could have had that you didn't sign? And I don't know. If we passed on anyone that was that turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. They could have been great if they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. So I don't know if we passed on anybody that could that was great because we signed everybody that. that don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the end, y'all signed everybody. Y'all signed everybody. Tax write off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that ain't, that's not even the, like a real thing, <laughs> but it's funny. When you when you look at the game. And, you know, you look at where you're at now and you look at the peers you came up with in the 90s. Did you say to yourself, I knew I was going to be here and I knew those guys were going to be there? And I'm asking you that because I want to know what you think of the game now and who's going to be here 10 years from now. Uh, Yeah, because I, I, I wanted to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I saw a lot of people let opportunities go. And I was like, oh, that, that he's not going to be around. Why, why aren't you doing this? If I had that, I'd be doing this. And I think about it in, in strategic moves. You know, I remember one time walking in the studio, bleak beans, everybody was in there. And I was like, man, I'm telling you, man, y'all got a chance right now. Just flood it. Put out a lot of music mm-hmm. because 50 Cent is coming. Mm-hmm. Four months later, in the club hit and it was over. And right. It was just like, okay, now everybody got to sit on the sidelines and wait and wait this tight to wave out. Mm-hmm. So, like, just seeing things like that. Mm-hmm. I remember when you yeah. wanted to sign Wayne before Wayne... Yeah. Really took off. Yeah. So you have that kind of vision. So who do you see now that's going to be here 10 years from now? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, J. Cole. Um, Kendrick. Drake, absolutely. Uh, Kendrick as well. I-, I think just on, he's talented, very talented, but just on on sheer will and wanting it, um, Wale is going to be here as well. And I don't want to stretch. <laughs> I'm sure it's other people, right. but, I, you know, I just want, you know. Now, you mentioned Lil Wayne. I know that you guys were this close to signing Wayne. What happened with that deal? Because, I mean, they got to, I mean, Wayne was damn near saying he was Rockefeller, and then it just went left. The truth is, it's the first time I was told this truth. I had a meeting with Wayne. You know, I had a relationship with Baby, so, you know, I used to go to New Orleans. I would hang out with him. He had me in the purple little, um, whatever that car was. You remember them purple little cars? The Prowler. Prowler going down the street, mm-hmm. you know, no top. People wanted to, trying to jump in the car. I felt it was only right to uh, call him. Mm-hmm. You know, I called them out of respect, like, yo, I was talking to Wayne, uh, just letting you know, boom, boom, boom. After that, I think we received a, a letter at our office for, like, torturous interference. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Was it sports? They do that? It was like, whoa. <laughs> and it just all went from there. But, you know, I, I think I would rather lose that situation and do the right thing than mm-hmm. the opposite. You know, because I think I could have just... I could have si- signed them. I could have signed them and then told him after, but, you know, I did the right thing, and uh, I'm cool with that decision. How close were you to, to really spanking Wayne when he threw that shot at, at, at the wife? Nah, it was, it was all right. It's, it's, it's part of the sport and the competition. I didn't, I didn't take it serious. I, I, I didn't view it as a threat. I thought it was just a flip of a line that I said because I said, uh, ain't got my wifey money. I wasn't really speaking to him, but he's holding the flag, so he did the right thing for his camp. And uh, I, But I didn't take it as a real threat. I, t- I took it as a flip of a line. Another hood question. Uh, young Chris, your former artist, how much did he influence you? Because a lot of people say you took his style or he took yours. Or well, I, you know, with all due respect to Chris, he was an amazing artist. You know, he did amazing things, but, you know, the, the music is there. You know, I, I made records before Chris and after him. Mm-hmm. You know, so... 
I don't I don't even I, I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the weirdest thing in the world to me. Like you've heard this stuff before, though. I'm yeah, not, yeah, of course. Okay, no, 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 no. I've heard it. Yeah. Just over here I don't want to get I've never heard that before. It's just weird to me. It's like I get pulled in the office by the PD. Why did you ask Jay that? I'm like, it's been on the internet for years. Now, is there any rumor that you've ever heard that made you be like, all right, this is weird? All of them. All the time. <laughs> well, yeah. Which one? Who you want to start with? <laughs> like the, when they said uh, Beyonce didn't really have the baby. That's that. You know, that's a good one. Yeah. That's probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And, and the fact that people were really like running with that and running up with it and, and had follow up stories. Because at first I thought it, I thought it was a. Uh, you know, one of those get press things, like you know, like let's run with this for press. Then I, then I was slowly like, oh y'all believe this, right? <laughs> it started going so far, like oh y'all, y'all really believe this, and it's and that and that's really kind of that's messed up because like the time when you're supposed to be most joyous, you got mm -hmm. life in you, and you know, and, and the whole thing, it's supposed to be a joyous time for you to have to like deal with that, whether you care about it or not, is annoying. And you shouldn't have to really deal right. with that as a human being. But, you know, that's the position that we're in, you mm -hmm. know. It don't matter how many times you say that Beyonce is really pregnant. Right. <laughs> People are going to believe what they want to believe anyway. So, I mean, why waste my time? And sometimes you respond to something that brings way more attention to it, too. That, too. And it's just, it, yeah, it goes into another space. You know, I got a great life, you know. Whatever comes with it, even ridiculous rumors about uh, anything. It's nothing it's compared nothing. to... It's nothing compared right. to what, you know, where I've been. Do you ever have that conversation with Ye? Like, Ye, it's just the paparazzi. That's not a real problem. Yeah, all the time. Okay, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> when you seen him hit, him hit his head on that stop, stop sign, did you laugh? I'm just curious. Did you laugh when the first time you seen it? I chuckled. Yeah, all right. When you saw Charlamagne getting uh, chased outside the building, did you laugh? That was a pretty funny. Uh, that was I laughed really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see the other video. It's another video. The one thing I liked about it, I mean, because you, you can't help that. If somebody just run up on you and knock you inside your head, you know what I mean? It just it, I'm shocked. I'm startled. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, that is what it is. That can happen to anybody. The way you, but not you, you saw it coming. He seen it. That was a good, that, that was the thing I saw. I was like, okay, that was, you know, little nuances uh, of your personality. I, you saw it, you knew that thing was coming. It was you, know, you know what gave it away, though? What? The camera. Yeah, yeah. The world star era. Like, right. nothing's good is going to come with this situation. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm not letting right. these guys' plan go through. Right. They yeah. might have peed on me or something. Yeah. I don't know what I'm <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jay-Z. Get donkey of the day. Yeah, you... You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. I'm a fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day goes the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees. Yeah, the mayonnaise is very, very heavy on this sandwich, okay? Uh, I've been having a lot of conversations with my white friends this week. They all want to know what to say, how to say it, in regards to not only the death of George Floyd, but about their place on this planet in general. You know, the whole white privilege, white supremacist conversation. See, sadly, there's not a white person in America who can say that at some point, Someone in their family tree, somewhere in their, someone in their bloodline, uh, their ancestors were part of the problem. Okay, the problem being white supremacy. It is what it is, people. Nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, no matter how history books attempt to sanitize it, no matter how sweet they try to make it sound, oh, America was not built on Christian values, okay, like they try to sell it. 
All right, please stop. Okay, America was built on the back of slavery and racism. That's it, point blank, period, poo. All right, slavery was America's first big business. This country was founded by old white men who were not attempting to make this country all-inclusive for everyone, especially black people. Okay, we were property, like actual literal property. That's why we got to constantly tell people black lives matter because in the Constitution it says black people were three-fifths of a person. The three-fifths rule. That's why we were treated as property. Okay, so that's why we got to constantly remind you, no, I am actually a life, not a piece of property. And to this day, some still look at us as, as, as property, okay? So, yes, my white allies, that's the harsh truth. If you are ready and willing to start from that place, then we can figure out how to dismantle this mechanism called white supremacy. Now, in regards to speaking out, you shouldn't have to ask me how to speak out for another human in regards to their pain. Okay, If you are a spiritually conscious person in any way, if you are just a human being with empathy, when you saw that video of George Floyd, you should have felt the way, and whatever you felt, express it. Okay, you don't need a black person's permission for that. Okay, this is a mad this is a matter of race, but it's also just a matter of being human. So if you want to know if you want to know what to do, it's simple. Just stand up for other humans. Sadly, some people just don't get it. Uh, I'm not even mad at them for not getting it because we all live in our individual bubbles and when you are a white male, you definitely live in a bubble because this system for the most part works perfectly for you, okay? This white supremacist system, whether you are prejudiced, bigoted, racist, or not, works great for most white males because it was designed by white males. So it's always going to be built in advantages, which is why when someone like Drew Brees doesn't get it, it doesn't surprise me at all. See, Drew Brees was giving an interview with Yahoo Finance. During the interview, he was asked his thoughts on the subject of players potentially kneeling during the, na the national anthem for the 2020 season. Let's hear it. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. Let me let me just tell you what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Flag on the play. A violation has occurred. Uh, illegal use of white privilege. Drew Brees is marginalizing what black people are experiencing in this country because he's seeing the world through the lens of the oppressor not the oppressed. Uh, I am happy that when Drew Brees sees the flag of the United States of America and his grandfathers who fought for this country in World War II, I'm glad he sheds a couple tears. That's beautiful. But Drew Brees, black people fought in World War II. But imagine fighting for a country that at that point didn't even give you the same civil liberties that it gave your grandparents, Drew Brees. Do you know when the U.S. entered World War II, Jim Crow segregation had entered every single aspect of American society? Do you know that there were several se segregated units in the military during World War II? So even though we all supposed to have a common enemy in a war, this country still had us divided, okay? Still looked at us as an enemy. This is why so many black folks have a problem with patriotism. How can we salute a country that historically enslaved us, marginalized us, and continues to brutalize us? See, Drew Brees is a white, privileged male. That's how he sees America, okay? It's, it's, it's all roses. He's living his life like it's golden, okay? This white supremacist system works well for him because it's supposed to. 
I am not arguing with any white person about why people choose to take a knee in regards to police brutality. There's nothing to debate. Okay, if you don't get it by now, you don't want to get it. And if you're committed to misunderstanding the situation, whatever. Now, I had a convo. I did have a convo with my good brother, Michael Eric Dyson, this weekend. Drop on the clues bombs for Michael Eric Dyson. And he was explaining to me why you do have to teach white people. Because whether you know it or not, you are unintentionally teaching them. So you might as well be intentional about teaching them. So I, I keep that in mind at times like this. And uh, I defer to one of our greatest teachers, Killer Mike. Uh, he was on with Jalen and Jacoby. And he had some, uh, some lessons for Drew Brees. Let's hear it. I would like to know what he considers disrespect because in, when I travel and we perform in Germany, I never see a Nazi flag because Nazis are a part of history that Germany understands was a cancer and corrupt and they've ridded themselves of. Drew Brees plays in the deep south. As we travel through the south, we see the Confederate flag everywhere in the bounds. So if you're going to tell me about flag and disrespecting the American flag, the fact that you live in a region that they still fly the rebel flag or the Confederate flag, and you don't adamantly speak against that on a regular basis, just tells me that you're protecting the way of life or what you think is right. The American flag stands for the First Amendment and the ability to say what you feel about situations. Now, you bear the brunt of that. You may get blackballed out of the NFL, but you have the right to. So if you support and you don't want to see the American flag disrespected, don't look at it on Budweiser shorts at picnics. Don't look at it at it on bikini shots in Playboy. Don't look at it um, on your favorite album covers because you think that rock band is rocking for you. Be all the way with it. You're an intelligent football player, but that was an incredibly stupid thing to say. But I'm not going to be so burdened with the religion that has become Americanism, nationalism, that I forget that the flag represents the United States Constitution. And the United States Constitution was written by a bunch of people who chose to protest violently in order mm. to have a flag. So what you interpret as disrespect probably is the most patriotic thing happening today. Just something to think about. Something to think about, Drew Brees. Uh, if I had a lesson for Drew Brees, because I'm nowhere near as eloquent as Killer Mike, but if I had a lesson for Drew Brees, it would be a simple homework assignment, and it's this. If you don't understand why players kneel, if you don't understand why players take a knee, then go watch the video of that white devil cop kneeling, taking a knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. If you don't get it after that, well, we might just need you to shut the F up forever on all issues regarding race in this country and sit the rest of this season called life out. Please let Chelsea Handler give Drew Brees the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. I wonder if he's going to address these statements now. He has to. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm he sure that he'll have an enlightening moment and say that, you know, he, he was taught so much in the past 24 hours. Yeah, he has I'm to. sure he will. Absolutely. Plus, he kneeled before. Yeah, he so, did. I don't know if he was just doing that to be a good teammate or he actually knew what was going on. Who knows? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Special guest in the building. Very uh, highly requested. Yeah. Interview. For a long time yeah. now. What's happening? Mr. Damon Dash. What's going on? You brought some people with your name. Introduce your, your, your peoples. First Gov, he wants to be noticed. I heard the dog in the, under there. Yeah. <laughs> and I got my OG Daniel to my left and to my right. I got Murder Mook. Now, what's yeah. the Murder Mook affiliation? I know he's in the movie, but is that what y'all doing other oh, things the, too? The, 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 the overall affiliation is the Harlem thing. You talk about Harlem a lot mm -hmm. from a long time. How did you... 
meet up with Jay-Z, who was from Brooklyn, because, like, you guys, you Clarkent, all them guys are, are tight. You really still curious about the Jay-Z? Absolutely. People you don't know the story? Curious. No, we want you to tell the story. Let me ask you a question. No, this is not, you're not asking <laughs> questions, Jay. We're asking you. People want to know that. Let Let me, can I know. ask you a question? Have you, ne have you never asked this question from me before about Jay-Z? I have, but I was on a smaller scale. It wasn't as big as the Breakfast So wait, let me ask you a question. Now. Do you think everybody knows that question? No, I don't think everybody knows that answer. Do you know the answer? Yeah. What's the answer? No, you tell us the answer. Tell us the you answer how you're met. No, it's it's different because we're on a different scale. Is this a Harlem scale. Queens thing? Like Harlem Queens no, don't get along? Let me ask you a question. Okay, are. let's be men, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody asks you the same questions 25 times, yeah. maybe 2,500 times, do you still want to talk about the same thing? Yes or no? I, no, no. So we, that's just me being human. No, no, I understand. So that. I don't care what platform uh, we're on. No, I, I'm sick of talking about it. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, but we're going to ask you that you question. Don't answer, you I just told you, next question. That's, okay. that, that's cool. No more Jay-Z questions. I answered them all. Well, I want to talk about your, you say your OGs. You talk about your counsel. Like, I always wondered who was your counsel. Like, when you would scream on other executives back in the day, mm -hmm. like, were those the guys you would go to and say, yo, yeah, was I wrong for that? For screaming on other executives? Yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't in my life at the time. But I had my crew and I had the people. See, the reason why I would scream is because it would be for me not putting my hands on them. See, the way I was taught, when you putting up money and somebody doesn't do what you say or they owe you money, if you don't put your hands on them, then you can't be outside anymore. So you have to make examples out of people. So the, the yelling and the, the snapping and laughing at people was I was taught to hurt people. But instead, I was also taught a smarter way to get at people. And that's one of the things that Daniel taught me. So, like, it would be the people that I'd be around, and they would be straight real tough. Gotcha. But I could just snap on them. We would snap all day. Instead of me having to kill these niggas with guns, I killed them with jokes. You know, but when it came down to it, my knuckle game's proper. You know I'm going to go out all out for what I believe in, but I'd rather laugh at you than shoot you. I'd rather talk to you disrespectfully than have to punch you in your mouth for disrespecting me. That's what I was taught. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the way I was able to maneuver. So instead of going to get my gun, I was able to use my logic. Everything is simple math. You ask me a question 25 times just because you want everyone else to know, I don't care. I'm sick of answering that question. So I don't want to talk about another man all day. I want to talk about other things. Period. It's no, not men but, don't want to talk about other men. It bugs me out. Why are men so curious about other men? That makes no sense. I'm, I'm never worried about other men that much. Nah, Let nah, me ask nah. you as a woman. Mm -hmm. Why are men so worried about other men and how much money they got and all this other man stuff? Why? Well, I think part of it is social media. You know what happens. What's that got to do with it? No, no. We put up a picture like so you make you know, money Damon Dash's hair and a bunch of people will be like, ask him this, ask him this. And it, so it's, it's, a, true it's a money thing. It is true that people ask the same questions because some people might not have heard the answer. Be one person. Everybody heard this answer. Well, no, I, will, I will say this. No, no, I will Everybody say this. Everybody knows no, my history with Jay. Everybody. I already said, listen, listen let, let me just say something. Y'all saw my other interview. Mm -hmm. I already told you the reasons why I don't want to talk about that man. You got one of them hats on right now. I told you why. Get off of that man. Paul, you asked that man. Y'all never asked that man no questions about Oh, no, about we did. We definitely, definitely did. What did he answer? Nothing going to change the way I feel about Damon. You know, no matter, not no time or space, no separation or anything. I got love for Damon Dash the same way as I did before. I don't know if we can be around each other in that, in that way because times have changed. But nothing can erase that era and those times and those memories and those fights that we had to get Rockefeller where it was. There will always be love there. You seem like you know. I just don't want to talk about those days. That's 15 years ago. Nah, that's still how y'all make money. No, I agree. Nah. With the reason why, listen, if y'all still making money off of old substance, then how are you gonna grow? No, I agree with that. But we still this, talking but, about Jay. But, I haven't even seen Jay but two times in 15 years. But this is my thing, though. That you did add something new to the conversation when you said you brought up the stuff about Desiree. I didn't that, bring up nothing. I ain't said name. And I said, look, you still bringing it up. You got the hat on. I told you I don't want to talk about it. So I don't want to talk about it no more. 
I'm, you understand? See, y'all don't understand what's, what's out there. People go to jail. People get killed for this kind of stuff. I don't play these this, these ghetto games. But you I don't do this bubble gum. I, don't, I told you. Once a nigga has certain friends, we don't even talk about them no more where I'm from. So you think I'm going to get on the camera and keep talking about this thing? I don't know what's going on over there. You got the hat on. You asked them. You calling out names. Question, now, you know what that represents? I ain't going to do that. But go now, you, you did talk about... I would say you were the bad guy at one time. Mm, that was your job. Now, the reason I'm asking... Nah, I wasn't the bad guy. No, I was but, a good but, guy. I was the bad guy to the bad people. Right. Mm. I'm the good guy to the good guys. Trust right. me. I'm always going to be a bad guy to somebody. You listen, listen. Guy, if I, I let me ask you a question. If I beat the shit out of you mm -hmm. and you a f***ed up dude, you did something bad, but in your mind, I f*** you up. Am I a bad guy? If I did something bad? No. Not yeah. at all. To that person that got his ass whipped, I am a bad guy. To the person that got his ass whipped, but... That's what I'm saying. So, so hold on. So, I'm walking... No, but look, I'm walking around whipping ass. Mm -hmm. Somebody gonna say I'm a bad guy. Right, absolutely. Pause. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, said, I didn't say, who's ass? <laughs> 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 that's sweat mentality. That's sweat mentality. You know you ain't beating the whipping dame. Anyway, so I'm saying, I'm gonna be a bad guy. It's all good guy. Like Batman, they said he was a bad guy, but he's a superhero. If you at war, you the bad guy to the people you fighting. Whoever looks at me as a bad guy, they're on the wrong end. They're on the wrong team. You see what I do when I got the rock pause. I give it the platform to my friends, and I always have. While I haven't been around, a lot of people got fat, but all my friends are starving, or the people that I left out there. Everyone's starving. A couple of people are fat. We're taking it back so everybody can eat. Are there times in business you feel like you haven't been honorable and fair? Never. That you can. I mean, people never. do make mistakes because never. Human. I've never not been honorable in business. Every time I hear me not being honorable in business is from a radio show when men talk about men. It's never been from that man telling me in my face it's he has an issue with me. It's not a claim. It's never been no social media. Social media? How can a man say social show? media with a straight face? It's, it's, it's what men do don't on. listen to social media. Yeah, that's what they, that's no, what men don't start. listen to that's social media. A real man doesn't Instagram listen to a rumor. And Twitter. That's why Let me ask you a question. What about real calm? Real calm. Real calm. Does a real man... Listen to what another man says about another man? Yes or no? I mean, you listen. It's up to you to take it in. Right then. So you have no questions to ask me. I don't give a f. But this is this is the radio business. I don't give a f about the radio business. I don't give a f about nothing. Y'all want to box or something? He doesn't want to do that. That's not what he wants to do. But what I'm saying is this. Usually it's over money that people have. No, it don't be over no money. How much money? What's money to you? It's all relative. I mean, it's all relative, but sometimes. $100,000 money? It's money. Not to me. It is money, though. It's not to me. It's mm -hmm. relative. I well, can't then, do shit with $100,000. My bills are way more than $100,000. I forget all that money talk. That's no, cool. no, don't I'm asking you a question. No, I'm, I'm trying to prove a point here so you can have a clarity Good. of what y'all should be point? worried about. What's worth a real man talking about his business on the radio between another man? What's worth that? None. none. I don't need the money. Exactly. Money is, it's not relevant Exactly. To me. So when a I'm, man I'm comes on the radio and talks about it. money and they don't talk about me, I know that's not the issue. Because if it was really about money, he would have called me. He wouldn't have called you. I mean, he know I'm not listening to you. Mm How -hmm. am I listening to you ask me a qu questions about another man's money? A real man don't answer those questions. A real man don't ask them. Well, let's talk about you. Do you feel like you get your props as a mogul? I don't man? care. <laughs> <laughs> I take my props. Don't fuck about props. I care. My, yeah, I do get my props. I'm not a mogul. I'm a tycoon. I sell oil. Don't disrespect me and say I do everything everybody else does. And I put up my own money. All these so-called moguls y'all talking about, you mm -hmm. name one of them that put their own dough up. You, a boss, you're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you, you're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. There's no money in this world for someone to pay me so they could call me, so I could call them a boss. That's like calling somebody daddy. How can a man call another man, yo, that's my boss? We don't do that. I mean, everybody at some point no, has to have don't. a boss, right? No, not in Harlem. 
Put it like this. Because you're somebody's boss. No, I'm not somebody's boss. When I was in the street, mm -hmm. it, someone wasn't your boss. They gave you an opportunity. Okay. They gave you some work. You go make it, and then you gang it back. You can go buy your own work. You do whatever you want. So why this can't be all work? This corporate America, we could be using this. You don't this. own it. But you're you're own. Own. But I'm telling you, no, I'm telling you why. I'm telling you why. Hold on, hold on, hold on, question, listen, question. Listen, let me ask you a question. Can you give it to your son? I give what to my son? Whatever you want to this company, I absolutely positively can. How? Right, because I own shares of this company. You bought her? Yes. Uh, what I'm saying is, can your son eat? Is this yours to give the whole company this to you? This whole company is I'm not my son's, no. Exactly. It's not mine. But can, I own wait, shares stop. Listen, listen. I'm it's listening. not my question. If your son needs a job here, can you give it to him? No. No. If your son needs to get some money out the bank from here, some cash flow, can you get it? No. All right. You don't own this. But I can take, the, I can take the money you. from here to invest in no, myself. No, it's not yours. I'm not going to fight for something I don't own. Men don't do that. I'm not going to build somebody else's company and then take shares so my son can... Fuck all that. But I'm not no, listen, company, listen what I'm saying... But what about taking I'm the money? You come to work every day. Wait, stop. Don't say... You're speaking my business and you don't know what you're talking about. I take no money from Def Jam. What you talking about? When I mean take, I mean they cut you a check. No, they didn't cut me a check. We had a formula based on performance. And they calculated and we got paid. And they stop. That's not us. That's what we No, no. We... Listen. We had Rockefeller. We put up our own money for Rockefeller. Then we sold half of it. We became partners. So that means no one gave us anything. We were 50-50 partners. We built something and sold it. That doesn't mean you work for somebody. See, they let you believe that. So then what happened was, based on a formula, you know what a formula is? It was profit times a certain number. So if you make this much profit times seven, that's how much your, your number is. Okay. Based on that formula, they bought the rest. That's it. That's not nobody giving me money. I never worked for them. I put I put up way more money than Def Jam put up. Me, Biggs, and Jay put way more money up in, in, into Def Jam. I mean, rather into Rockefeller than Def Jam. All they did was collect our money. When we were with Def Jam, they were bought by Universal. How you gonna call Def? How you gonna think someone that's bought by someone could be someone's boss? You have to understand what you're doing in business because you got to do what's best for your kids. What's best for your kids is to put your money into something, distress, go through all of it. So when your child becomes a man, he doesn't have to work for nobody. Right, well, that's the you whole thing. You can just pass it to him. Now, you talk about... So, so, and, so if you're going to work 20 years in a business or 15 years in a business every day over and over again, and your son can't work here whenever he feel like it, you clowning well, to me. I don't want him to work but that's here. That's me. not saying... You, if you own it, wait a second. I'm if, here because time I out. I don't need a check That's here. stupid. You that's should like be... Time out. Rap because nope. he enjoy it, not nope. because he want nope. a check. You're wrong. I'm here because I like I enjoy the check. It. Wait, wait, time out, time out. Time out, time out. You're lying. I'm not I don't need a check. Before you lose your control, just stay focused. So listen to me. I work here because I enjoy it. Why don't you listen? I work here for free. Who could work? Would you ever enjoy being a slave? I'm not, it's not a slave. This is what I enjoy. I don't think I it's a slavery, DJ. Do you have I to come to work today? Do you I have a choice? Do you have to ask somebody when you anything. have to? Yes, you do. I don't. Or I you're fired. Don't. Can somebody tell you you fired? I honestly fired? don't. Can somebody tell you you fired? Yes or no? Can another man say you're fired? Absolutely. No one can tell me that. And I, that's what I, that's priceless to me. But I'm here because I, I don't enjoy. care. You enjoy because having enjoy a man be able to you But you enjoy, okay, let me ask you a question. So you're being selfish. Do you think your son enjoys you calling somebody else a boss? Don't you think your son would rather wake up with you and you could pick him up from school instead of having to do a nine to five? I pick don't you think? Every day. Yeah, I, but don't I you have to wake up day. at four in the morning? Don't you think your son would love if his name was up there, Dash or whatever your last name is, instead of somebody else's? 
It's my Casey. pride is my in my children. But like, look what, what I'm doing right that? now. Look at my son. I taught my son never to have a boss. He's 23. He owns a restaurant. He has cookies. He has equity. He busts his ass so he can pass it on to his son. If that's not what you're hustling for, you're selfish. You what? keep saying I. I'm worried about my kids. You worried about you. My kids are good. How are they my good? Kids Your are kids good. Will, aren't going to be kids. I feel like I'm in the Def Jam boardroom and backstage. They kids, they're not supposed they're to work. Not, I'm saying when they men, you're supposed to pass them something. You're working for another they're man. Worried about, they're worried about that. See, to me, this is a retarded. See, this is a I feel like I'm in Def Jam boardroom. This is not backstage. Everybody cool out for a second. Why am I playing the peacemaker? What kind of show is this where I start playing the peacemaker? Okay? We'll be back with more Dame Dash right here on The Breakfast Club. Right. I knew I should have wore this Jay-Z t-shirt. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's good to see you Thank and Kanye working together again, too, man. Yeah. That's can, a you, can you trust him, though? Because he he's openly admitted he was disloyal. He felt he you weren't upset. loyal to him. And I wasn't. And this was an extremely visionary move on my part to uh, move with, <laughs> to <laughs> roll with Jay-Z. <laughs> so it was a, it was smart. Did, did you tell Dame that? I mean, if he's the one that believed in you, then why does Hov get the credit in the Big Brother record? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned Dame a lot of raps, but it was the moment when, you know, Rockefeller split. It made more sense for me, career-wise, to roll with Jay, even though Dame had supported me. My thing about trust is you can't trust anybody. So you don't put enough into anybody where their disloyalty can hurt you. So there's nothing he can do to hurt me. All he can do is be what he's been. He has a platform, and a lot of people listen to what he say. As he's had that platform, he's brought, brought me into the equation by saying my name in an honorable way. Mm -hmm. That's worth millions. I know you said you don't care, but do you think some people don't give you the credit you deserve for your business? Because it like, looks honestly, like, by perception, the people you were with went up, the Jays and Kanye's, and by, they said you was down. I can say this. In front of me, everyone gives me my props. All right. So all that I see is the respect in front of me. I don't hear about the disrespect that's not in front of me. See, like I said, people that talk about other people that aren't there are cowards, and they're insecure about the lack of things they've done. So why would I just can't worry about that. Every day, people give me a handshake and give me my kudos, so I don't walk around getting denied. Mm -hmm. You may read it in the paper, but you got to think about the platforms that are saying the bad things. Those are the corporate platforms. They're trying to take all the attention off one thing, which is me showing everyone how to get money direct to consumer, how to not to have to have a middleman. Like, you guys don't need a boss because you've all been here so long. You guys, off air, should go to another studio, do a show, and just syndicate it. Just sell it and syndicate it. You have enough power to do that. We own our Breakfast Club show, and we... So you own the brand. No, we don't Club. know the brand. The Breakfast Club brand is owned by a movie company 20, 30 years so ago. So what do you own? We own our show. So it's called Our Show? <laughs> what, what's the name of what you own? You're working the with a name you don't own? Okay, name. do me a favor. Start something that you own, and then start building that, a name, so that you can benefit from every ancillary thing. It doesn't make sense to not own it and promote a name you don't own. People listening, you Would you mind if I was your boss? Um, no. So, can I hire you right now? If you got the right money, yeah. <laughs> How much would it take for, you, for, you, for me to be your boss? To do what? What do you get paid? I'm a radio to do? personality. What does your boss pay you to do? Be a radio personality. Talk on air for four uh, four hours a day. Four hours a day. How much does he pay for that? Four million. Do it and come work for me. Yeah, if it's guaranteed for a certain amount of time, and I get How my much benefits time? and How much time? we're not going to talk about it on air, Dame. If I'm your boss, you will. 
Uh, but you're not my boss. Not yet. Can we talk right, about guys. something? Else? I got hood questions, man. Yeah. I want to know was Big Al really gonna sign the Rockefeller, man? Absolutely. I want to know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, Big Al was gonna sign. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. We were talking about. It. He was always, you know, like I said, B Big L was a Harlem dude, and he was the first one in Harlem that was really doing it at that level, before all of us. Jay Z and Big L battled on 139th Street. Who won? They went rap for rap, and Jay didn't get booed. People were saying it was a close tie. So to me, if you go on somebody else's block and it's a close tie, if you did that on his block, on your own block, and so mm -hmm. that's how I gauged it. But in hindsight, you know, I couldn't be objective because. Like, at the time, everything that Jay was talking about was about what we were doing, you mm -hmm. know? So it was so much passion, and what he was saying it was so honest. But I knew Big L as well, you know? So it was, you know, you got to remember, in the moment, you don't know how legendary things are going to be. You going to put the money up for Mook and Drake to battle or what, then? <laughs> if Drake will step up, we'll, we'll organize it. I'm sure amongst my Harlem friends, we could get that up. Drake made a fundamental mistake in battling. He challenged Mook. Mm -hmm. See, in the street, you can't challenge somebody and take back the challenge. Right. So now that, and this is from what I've heard, so it ain't no disrespect to Drake, but I think he said something on a motion, on a business level, his people told him, yo, you got too much to lose. So what I told uh, Mook was, Drake's not going to battle you until you're richer than him, and that'll be next week. <laughs> okay. Did I not? Yeah. Until Drake has something to lose, he's not going to, I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't advise, like, dog, it's like going to a dice game where you got a million in your pocket and it's only $100 between everybody. You know, that's how they're looking at it. Like, you ain't got nothing to He win. wants to do it, though. He wants to do it, but I think he's being advised not to, but whenever he's ready, they came to me like, yo, listen, if we could get Drake to do one round right now, would you? I go speak to him, and he, I'm like, you got rhymes, don't you? you and he had saying? balls waiting for you. Yeah, he, he, he did, he did. I'm like, you, that was I'm, a setup. I'm like, but it's cool, though. I'm like, give me an hour. I'm going to go come up with some, trust me, give me an hour. I'm like, yo, tell him it's on. It looked to all possibilities was about to happen, like right then and there, spur of the moment. And then, five minutes later, his management was like, no... He can't do it. Yeah, of course. You know, a home dude couldn't do that. You can't ask somebody for a fair one and back out. This reminds me now, I could tell you about a parallel example. Mm -hmm. When uh, Nas had to eat the route, mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened, but I was at um, Arizona shooting a Rockwear campaign, and when I landed, I heard Super Ugly mm -hmm. when I landed, and I was sick. Cause I, you I didn't advise that. That, that? I did not say that was all right. So, oh, me and Irv Gotti, Irv Gotti, so I call Irv, and I'm like, Irv, why did you, you know, he's talking about, you know, all this kind of stuff that we don't do. I wish I could have rewinded it to, like, why y'all didn't call me so I could have told you not to do that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in the moment, an artist who's inspired is going to, he's going to try to fight. But he must have had somebody there that Jay didn't have that day mm -hmm. because that was the only elbow we really took. That mm -hmm. was the beginning of the end, really, you know, because we were unstoppable before that, but he messed up. But someone should, was there to tell Drake, like, you bugging. This could ruin you today. You drinking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Someone older or smarter than him probably gave him the right advice. Because I wouldn't advise it. Would you have advised Jay to reply to Ether at all? Or just leave it at TakeOver and Ether? See, at the time, I felt like we were winning. You know, because we had done the Michael Jackson thing and we had called him out. So, he, he to me, he, he was talking hearsay, like... Our thing, when I battle, when my crew, when I, who I'm with, I like to tell the truth. I don't like to say who says the funniest punchlines. The bottom line is we professionals, so mm -hmm. let's just say true things. So I thought, like, the stuff that Nas said was dope. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, he emotionally got a J because he was inviting him to his... It was well, a little chatty patty. Like, he, yeah. So mm -hmm. I was like, yo, you just got caught up in gossip. You mm -hmm. don't have to answer gossip. If he says something real, like, dang dummy, dang... I thought that was dope because he said my name. Mm -hmm. But everyone knows I'm not dumb. That's mm -hmm. obvious. So I'm not going to reply to that. You know what I mean? I'm going to be happy he said it. So I thought, like, he should let it rock out. That's why he did it when I wasn't around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So 
I thought we had played it fair, and I don't care if other people think someone wins. All I care is if I think I won. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did it right and played the game, so I didn't think it was necessary. You know what I mean? But if he was going to do it, it wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't have sat and carried it. So that's why we lost. You see, when you use gossip, you end up doing things that aren't honorable, and you end up apologizing on the, the radio the next day. But so www, low side of the movie, place. don't forget. <laughs> low side is the movie.com. Spell it for them. L O. L O I S A. I said it. I did it. I did it. L O I S A I D A S. Yeah. Yeah. The movie.com. And 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 then I'm gonna hire Envy. Dame wants to know. I'm gonna hire you. Yo, hold on. There's no way I'm not gonna. Dame wanted to know Envy that um how much respect you have for him. Would you let him get the Would you let him get the Jordans? Would you let him get the Jordans or you want to you want to keep them? Your man's out there. He got the Jordans. Right. And he was like, I got only tens, and Envy got them. So if Envy don't want them, you can have them. I was like, Oh, that's my man. I know Envy would pay me the proper respect and let me buy. I don't know. Maybe before the interview. See, I knew he would. I knew he would. He would even buy them. I'm not nice like You're his boss, so not yet, not yet, not yet. But if I, I'd rather be honestly, I. I wouldn't want to be your boss. I'd rather be your partner. And I would rather, like, us do a book, do a movie, do a doc. I would throw down, if you want, on a radio show to syndicate that has a new name. What's the name of what you own? No, no, it's a breakfast club. We don't own a breakfast club. We don't, there's no name. All right, so you own the no name. So so can we have a name and we can do something together? And I'm down. I'll do a movie with y'all. I'll do something with you, you know? And, And I was just thinking, like, Revolt, if Puff owns Revolt, he's from Harlem, that's my channel. So I hold on. Now, okay, maybe I'm being chatty, but I just saw the, mm-hmm. uh, the interview you did. not being chatty because you asked me a question. Yeah, man. you said cool. that Diddy wouldn't clear First of all, I don't call big. him Diddy. So well, I'm, I, 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 don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Don't he do wouldn't that. clear big to be in the Brooklyn's finest video. Yeah, Puff would not clear. Yeah, he wouldn't clear it. So, so why could you do business with him if he? Because that don't. I didn't seem... say do business. I said I want to use this network. That's what oh, I okay, okay. <laughs> gotcha. You gotta listen, Chatty Pat. This is the longest interview we've ever done on. But I'm Chatty Pat. Asking <laughs> <laughs> me questions. But hopefully see, it was informative though. You don't even feel the time. No, I was trying to, but you know, you was asking about something. You like such and such said such and such. So such this, such this such what I'm talking such. about with him. See, now he got y'all talking about doing your own thing. Yeah, That's what it's thing. about, though. You feel me? Even through controversial conversations. But it's not. It's just you know a difference mean? of perspective. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. Men can have conversations. You ain't got to fight over that. You know Fair what I mean? Like, I didn't disrespect. That's why once it was like, oh, you stupid. I was like, but I might have said it. So I was like, my bad. And if I did, I you know that's not what I do. But and you offered cookies after I, that. No, I get yeah, his cookies. I know I'm gonna come y'all. I'm like his cookies. Everybody just get that. You know what I'm saying? And the respect that I'm always have for y'all is that y'all been in the game so long. So there's mm-hmm. always a, a brothership we gonna have just because I knew you 20 years ago. Regardless mm-hmm. of whether we was on the same team, we on the same team because we in hip hop. And my thing is love. It's not about knocking motherfuckers down. It's about helping them get up. So I'm going to tell you your faults, which usually makes people mad, but then I'm going to say, but I'm not only going to tell you, but I'm going to help you get without, like, you can have this life, mm-hmm. and it's cool, but let's do something different. Are you allowed to do other things? Absolutely. All right, so. But no, we are, though. It's not like we're limited, uh, all right, limited to one, with me. one What I'm saying is this. I'm not going to just talk, and I'm saying, look, I'll do something with y'all. What y'all want to do? Y'all want to work with me, or y'all scared? Let's do a deal right now. 
Let's do it. I'm never right. scared. What you want to do? Shout I don't know, Dave. I feel like anything we do won't be know, good enough for you. Shady Patty, I'm not asking. What y'all want to do? Let's do it. You want to do something? We'd like to do an animated series. Bet. Let's do it. What the hell did you come up with that idea? I can't do that because that's a verbal contract. You're not holding me to that. I don't know. Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. He bumped his head somewhere. I don't know. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Uh, my positive note comes from Mr. Don Miguel Ruiz, who I love. He's an author I love, author of the Four Agreements, Fifth Agreements, uh, Mastery of Self, bunch of great titles. But he has a quote where he says, death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive, the risk to be alive and express what we really are. Go live today, people. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. I'm ready. It's a dangerous.